It's Monday, May 17th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul, you're in Los Angeles after a, a weekend in Seattle where things started off promising for the Indians. Thursday night, they get a, a nice win, but then three straight losses to the Mariners. And uh, frustrating, to say the least, on Sunday when you had Shane Bieber going. And not only was the offense not able to get things going, but uh, Shane Bieber looked like he was struggling as well. Yeah, Shane Bieber only goes four and two thirds. I think his shortest start since uh, uh, 2019. Um, and the offense goes 0 for 8 with runners in scoring position, has multiple chances to win that game, Joe, late. And uh, they just didn't come through with the big hit. And, uh, you know, that's been uh, kind of the theme, even, uh, the you know, in Friday and Saturday's losses, they had chances, but. You know, they, they scored, I think they scored, what, 12 runs in the, in the four-game series, and you're not going to win. You're not going to win like that. No, and not against a Seattle team that can hit the ball. They've, they've got some bats in that lineup that, that can, can put the bat on the ball. Uh, it, it just seems like for this offense, it's we, we've said this before, you know, the feast or famine thing, the all or nothing. It's a, you know, home run. They're playing for, for home runs to, to win games instead of stringing hits together and you know, the, the how many three hit innings do they even have on the season is, is the sort of, you know, theme for this club. Uh, what's the answer? What's the solution? Yeah, I know Francona tried tried putting Eddie Rosario up higher in the lineup. He, he batted him in the number two hole uh, on Sunday. Maybe that could do something. But uh, what's the answer offensively here? Yeah, I, you know, Joe, I think they've just got to ride it out. Uh, the, you know, the, it doesn't look like they're going to be massive changes. You know, you know, they're not going to bring, you know, any, anybody from the outside. There's not going to be any big trades unless, you know, they get their in contention at, at the uh, at the deadline. Well, uh, Albert Pujol signed with the Dodgers. Yeah, so, that's... Yeah, so that he's gone. <laughs> but uh, uh, so I think, you know, they're you know, they're going to mix and match. Like you said, they moved Eddie. Rosario up into the number two spot thinking, you know, he'd get more fastballs hitting in front of uh, Jose Ramirez uh, just to get his bat going. And, uh, you know, that didn't work that well. And uh, well, maybe they keep him there. We'll see, you know, Tito doesn't really use, make those moves high in the, in the lineup for just one shot, you know, so maybe he keeps him there for five, six, seven, eight games and see if he can get uh, Rosario on track because they really need him. They brought this guy in, you know, <clears throat> to drive the ball, to drive in runs. And he, in a sense, he has driven in runs, but, you know, he's hitting, what, 211. Right, yeah. And and it's the it's the situational thing, you know, uh, I think that really is one of the, the issues here. Yesterday we saw a guy struggling uh, with an opportunity to drive in runs. And, you know, in, in Eddie's – you understand Eddie Rosario's thought process yesterday when he was at, at the plate with uh, two runners on base late in the game, and he, he lays down a bunt, maybe trying to bunt for a base hit there, winds up getting thrown out at first and, uh, you know, moving the runners up. But that takes the bat out of Jose Ramirez's hands because the, the Mariners just, just walk Ramirez behind him. Yeah, and uh, then <clears throat> you still have an opportunity, you know, because uh, the Mariners have a lefty on the mound. Uh, you've got Fran Mel Reyes, your right-handed power hitter. Uh, you've got the bases loaded, one out. You know, it's a, still a good situation, even though, you know, like you said, they took the bat out of – or Eddie took the bat out of Jose's hands. And, uh, 
and uh, Fran Mill hits into, you know, a 5-4-3 double play, and, and there goes the ball game, basically. Yeah, you were thinking at that point, you know, they were at least going to get one. They were If you put a ball in play that you can maybe get a run, and, and Fran Mill does the, the only thing that could have could have killed a rally there, and that's ground into a double play. And, and you can't, you know, really hold against Fran Mill. He's, he's been, you know, uh, hot and cold all season, up and down. But, uh, you know, as, as Tito likes to say, when, when Fran Mill gets hot, he can carry you for a little while. And, and you know, that, that he's going to continue to get opportunities to do that. 40-game uh, mark. The Indians are, are at the, the quarter pole, I guess, uh, just about here in the, in the season. Chris Antonetti was, was asked about that, asked about what he likes about his team, what he doesn't like about his team. Uh, before Sunday's game and Antonetti basically said yeah we knew we were going to be the youngest one of the youngest teams in baseball I think they have the youngest average age what like yeah. 27 and a half years uh, old uh, is their roster uh, Antonetti he said you know hey we know we're young we kind of expected this sort of offensive inconsistency but at, at what 21 and 17 I don't think anybody expected 21 wins at this point no, I mean, you know, they've, you know, they've exceeded expectations in my mind, uh, especially with this offense, with an offense, they're still averaging just over four runs a game, Joe, and, you know, hitting <clears throat> 209, 210 as a team, 210 as a team, you know, uh, so, you know, the pitching has been very, very good. Uh, the bullpen has been exceptional. The, the rotation, you know, like we were saying, is maybe starting to show a little, little wear and tear. You know, especially with Beaver, uh, you know, coming off that 121 pitch effort to two, uh, you know, games ago to yesterday, he goes 103 pitches and four and two thirds. You know, he, he bears some watching. Hope, hopefully they can find a way to maybe give him an extra day here and, uh, you know, have him, you know, he do some, you know, just kind of take a deep breath, maybe do some work in the bullpen and get that slider of his, uh, you know, uh, back to where he wants it. Right. And, you know, I think there have been so many off days and inconsistent. You, you haven't had that five day cycle uh, because of the schedule and the way things are right now. Uh, early in the season, at least there were plenty of off days. There were a lot of, uh, of days like that. And I think that might have actually benefited Bieber a little bit. And, and he, he was a little stronger there throughout that month of April. But but now as they're going to start grinding and being in a, a you know, a five day cycle, and the pitchers are going to get consistent work, and it's harder to find maybe days to, to have a little extra rest or uh, throw a, a maybe a longer bullpen so you can work on something like a slider that hasn't been hitting its spots lately. Uh, it's going to be harder for Bieber. We've seen over his last maybe three starts uh, a little more of that inconsistency, and it, it's just surprising when you when you saw what how many how many of his walks I think he walked like two or three three or four yesterday, and yeah. And I think four walks, walks, four walks, four walks, two of them came around to score. And, and that's, that's when, you know, you know, maybe Shane Bieber needs to, you know, just maybe not go 103 pitches, uh, an outing right after 120 pitch outing. I, I, I get that, you know, major league pitchers are never going to say no to taking the ball. And that's, that's sort of, that's an attitude. That's a whole, you know, sort of defines who they are. But at some point, doesn't Francona have to have to maybe back these guys off just a little bit? Yeah, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I think this is, you know, the, the rotation, you know, these, you know, Francona lets these guys pitch, you know, like Savali and, and uh, Beaver, 
Uh, even Plesak, what Plesak had a no hitter going Thursday. Uh, you know, yeah, he but he was doing uh, it on on an efficient pitch count at that point. Yeah, yeah, and and he went what eight eight shutout innings to the 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 previous start. So you know, these guys are out have been out there a lot. I think you know it's kind of the normal wear and tear of a uh, of a season. And uh, but you know, I thought I you know Carl Willis talked to uh, the reporters before Sunday's game and said you know they really. You know, they, they, their responsibility is to take care of these starters and and to, uh, you know, monitor their pitch count and the amount of work. And and uh, so maybe, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know what the answer is. Maybe Beaver's just in a slump uh, and he's got to pitch his way out of it. Or, you know, maybe they've, they've got to find a way to give him a little bit of extra rest in this in this schedule. Would you would you go with a six man rotation? I, I you know I, I don't. Who would, you, who would you go with? Who would you start yeah, at this point? Started. Yeah, I, you can't bring anybody else up. Uh, you could, I guess, you could maybe give Cal Quantrill a a, a couple innings, do a bullpen game that way, maybe. But uh, I think right now you're you're sort of locked into what you've got, and you're, you we we said that a couple of weeks ago. Once they moved Henches into this rotation. Uh, they were sort of locked into these five guys, at least for the, yeah. the foreseeable future. Uh, and, and that's with the minor league season starting the way it was. I, I guess, you know, my, my grandpa used to love to sit around and every time we'd talk about whoever was pitching for the Indians at, at the time, and this is, you know, 20 years ago, he he would uh, love to sit there and, and talk about Bob Feller and, you know, back in his day, how the pitchers would throw 130, you know, pitches or they throw nine innings one day and come back and throw four more the next. All these other, all these crazy stories about, uh, you know, the wear and tear that these pitchers would go through back then. Uh, it's just not that way anymore because the game is different and the game is, it's a three true outcomes game. You're throwing more high leverage pitches. Shane Bieber has has put some miles on his arm and he's only in his fourth major league season. Yeah, definitely. And you know, they're you know, of course, you know, five man rotations opposed to four man rotations and uh um so you know that that makes a big difference but you know you know beaver will find a way i think he'll find a way to get to, to get righted and uh they uh what, whatever they do they're, they're pretty smart at, at giving him an extra day or a little extra rest here and there uh but uh you know so maybe this is just you know the maturation of of a of a, of a really good starter you know you, you've got to take some bumps and bruises along the way everything isn't going to be you know, seven, seven scoreless innings with, with 11 strikeouts. Yeah. I'm sure we could go back and trace through Corey Kluber's rise. And at this point and parallel everything and, and say, look, there was a, here was a period in, in Corey Kluber's development where, you know, it was, it was sketchy for a little bit, but then he would go on one of his infamous runs where he would be, you know, 10 starts in a row where he just would be lights out. So uh, I, I definitely think that's coming. I think that if the overall overarching question right now is, is there cause for concern about Shane Bieber right now? Uh, I, I think not really, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on and, and wander, uh, you know, and, and monitor if, if there's a pattern developing, I guess. 
There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext and get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up? Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for 40 years and uh, my son was born and raised here and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even He's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore Indian fan. So thanks again. Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians, and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet, text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. All right. Uh, I guess one player who we're not really all that concerned about right now, he's just sort of the, uh, the windup toy who you, you wind him up and let him go is Jose Ramirez. He's, he's still tearing it up uh, no matter what, what the situations are. I think uh, Saturday night, he had a three double game uh, yesterday. He had another double uh, just uh, all around strong performance overall is, is he still being underrated by major league baseball uh, observers and, uh, what's uh, what's what are your latest thoughts on Jose Ramirez? Yeah, I just think I, you know, I, I really, um, you know, it, Thursday night, it kind of jumped out of me when he when he hit the home run, <clears throat> he hit a home run early. Uh, you know, he's he, at that point, he was leading uh, the big the big leagues over the last two years with 28 home runs. Um, and he just looked so confident at the plate. And I remember like two and a half years ago, three years ago, when he went into that you know, 500 at bat slump. <clears throat> and you thought, man, is this, this is, this is more than a slump. This is, you know, it was extended over two years, right. but uh, you wondered if he'd ever come out of that. And, and he has, and he's gotten much more consistent. Uh, we talked to uh, Ty Van Berkeley, the pitching, the hitting coach. And he says, he's really learned how to control the inside part of the plate. Um, how, you know, people can't beat him inside anymore. You know, and he, he's strong, he's quick, and it, it's, you know, he's got uh, his splits are, are weird to this year. I think he's got, you know, 10 home runs against uh, 10 of his 11 home runs have come against uh, right-handers, one against, uh, you know, a left-hander. And, and last year was, you know, fairly even, like I think nine and eight, you know, he hit 17 and it's, you know, it was nine one way, eight the other. Uh, but uh, so, you know, I, I wondered about that, but I, Van Berkeley said, Hey, that just means he's got a lot of home runs in the bank when it comes to facing lefties. So, you know, he's, he's, he's been really, really fun to watch. He's uh, you know, like you said, three doubles uh, Saturday, he had a hustle double yesterday. Uh, just, you know, he's played much as his defense has improved at third base. Cause he had that streak at the start of the year where he was, you know, kicking the ball around. 
So just just a fun guy to watch, and they really need him. Uh, they get they need somebody else to get going, so you know he can team up with some, two or three other guys in that lineup to drive you know to drive this offense. Right. Every 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 you know opportunity we get to see and 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 think maybe somebody's sort of starting to break out of it, like uh, Cesar Hernandez at the top of the lineup, like uh, a Josh Naylor uh, hitting behind Fran Mill there, uh, you know, and then you know, when Ofer happens or, uh, you know, they, they, they get uh, hot for a little bit and then just cool off right away. Uh, Jose stayed consistent the whole time. He's really the, the guy you sort of have to watch every time he, he comes up to the, to the plate. Uh, who is it? Who is that next guy that, that can do it, can do this? Is, is it Fran Mill? Is it, is it Naylor? Is it, uh, you know, we've already talked about Eddie Rosario. He's, he seems to be having his own issues. Uh there's not much left there. Yeah, I think you've got to lean on Fran Mill. You know, he's 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 a guy that's that's you know has a has a, a bit of a track record. We know he's got power. We know he's got some uh, you know that, that swing and miss going with him. But he also you know uh, in Van Berkeley was was said some really complimentary things about him. And when you look at it, you know, I was watching that watching him yesterday, and in his at bats, with the exception of the the at bat where he hit into the double play, you know, he's not, a, you know, he's not a, 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 you know, a home run hitter that goes up there and he's done. If he meant, you know, if he swings and misses, he's, he's gone in forward bats. I mean, he, he fouls pitches off. He works the hitter, you know, he's trying to uh, run the pitch count up. And uh, you know, so I think in that way, he's really improved and uh, we'll see him get hot again. I'm sure. Yeah. We'll go back to uh, last week in Kansas city. Uh, or two weeks ago, I'm sorry, in Kansas City, um, when he had an at-bat against Danny Duffy, and Danny Duffy was one of the better, uh, you know, had, had the, the best ERA in baseball at the time. Uh, Duffy was sort of at the end of the line for himself. He was at 80 pitches when he started the at-bat, and uh, Framil worked that at-bat, an 11-pitch at-bat. He saw everything that Duffy, you know, uh, had to throw up there, uh, finally winds up getting on base and, you know, it, it just benefited the rest of the lineup behind him because they got Duffy out of the game. They got into Kansas city's bullpen and, and they wound up winning that game and, uh, you know, sweeping that series. Uh, yeah. Fran Mill, you, you might think, you know, all the other, all the other things that the big personality, the big body, the, the, the big swing and everything, and the, the smile and all that uh, he actually sort of like, Francona is 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 prone to saying about Ramirez, uh, Framil really studies and he does his homework and he he has an approach. It's just you know sometimes sometimes you still wind up grounding into double plays and that's that's baseball. That's right. Well, what do you think is is Owen Miller the answer, Joe? What could you tell about from what Antonetti uh, talked about him on Sunday? I I, I guess eventually, I think. Owen Miller could be like a Band-Aid right now. I, you know, you, you call him up and is, is there a place for him on the major league roster? But it doesn't address the bigger issue, which is the approach at the plate that's, that's pervasive, not just on the team, but in all of baseball. It's, it's the three true outcomes. It's a home run, strikeout, or walk. And that's what this game is, is devolving into. And that was sort of what Antonetti was was bemoaning. Uh, he, he talked about his support of 
Major League Baseball's initiatives to sort of change that uh, with all the rules changes with, you know, limiting uh, the possibility of limiting ships in the minor leagues and uh, all the other approaches that they're taking to try and inject a little more offense and get a little more, you know, bat on balls, batted balls in play uh, happening. Now, Owen Miller has 21 hits in 44 at bats. He's one of the, I think he's like third or fourth in the uh, AAA East League in, in batting. Uh, they've played 11 games. He's already got as many extra base hits as Andres Jimenez has uh, all season. You know, it's a, would he, would there be value in putting him on the roster? Absolutely. But you need a roster of nine Owen Millers in order to change the way things are going offensively for the Indians. Yeah, that's a good point. And, uh, you know, I, I think when I think, of, you know, Owen Miller, I'm thinking of how we all wanted Daniel Johnson up here. We were all bemoaning when Daniel Johnson, you know, got sent down and was, you know, was kind of stuck in Columbus and the, or the, you know, the alternate site. And when he got up here, he went 0 for 7. So, you know, we, we you know, you have to temper, uh, temper the uh, hype with, uh, with reality. And, uh, and as, uh, Antonetti said, you know, you have to have an opportunity uh, to, for, to add a guy like Miller. Where do you think that opportunity is? Well, he's played three games at short, three games at second, and no, three games at second, three games at third, and maybe two games at short, uh, only one at first base. But I think first base is the obvious spot for him right now. As long as he can handle the position, uh, I think you could swap him out for a Yu Chang and, and maybe hit him a little more often than you would a Yu Chang. Uh, you know, obviously Chang needs to head down and, and work on some stuff in, in, in Columbus. There's, there's no question about that uh, right now, but I, I think first base is probably it because you're not moving Cesar Hernandez. You're not moving uh, Jose Ramirez. And I don't know if you trust Owen Miller to, to play every day at shortstop for you. Yeah, just from listening to Antonetti, you know, they said, uh, you know, he, he can make the routine plays at shortstop, but may, he said, you know, there, there might be some, you know, questions about his range. Um, and, you know, you need, you need a defensive guy at, at shortstop, I feel. So maybe first base is the question, is, is the landing spot. And, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, eventually, you know, he's going to be up here one way or the other, you would think. All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, tomorrow, we will uh, talk a little bit about this uh, Angel series. And uh, there's some big names that we can talk about uh, on tomorrow's podcast. Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, uh, the Indians will be seeing this week. Uh, should look forward to it. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again tomorrow after uh, Monday's game. Thanks, Joe.